Hey, everybody. Welcome to the HVAC Joy Lab podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Shirk. This podcast focuses on creating more and more conversations about what optimizes life for an HVAC technician. My goal is to produce the most helpful content available for techs, full stop. Today, we are bringing back, once again, Adam Kuhlman. Adam is my health coach uh, and a trainer pivoting his practice to focus entirely on technicians. And today, we're focusing on weight loss and a fairly new class of medication called GLP-1 receptor agonists. Uh, you may have heard of Ozempic or Wegovy or possibly Manjaro. Uh, I'm, I'm personally also on them myself, and I'll be telling you about my experience in, uh, with them as well. Um, so techs tend to gain weight as they age. It is what it is, uh, but they don't have to. So what is on the podcast today really will help if you listen, take it in, and then decide what you want to do about it. Okay, let's get started. Hey, everybody, it's HVAC Joy Lab, and I'm back again with Adam Kuhlman uh, coming to us from North Carolina. Adam is the trainer in North Carolina that is pivoting to uh, building technician-specific health programs, training programs, and whatnot. So, Adam, welcome back. Thank you, John. Dude, I wanted to tell you this today, and I've never told you this before, but one of my bucket list items, more of like a career bucket list item, yeah. was to spread the knowledge that I have about health in all facets, mental, physical, everything, mm -hmm. to as many people as possible. And so I wanted to say on this podcast, this is the third time you've had me back. So I want to say I really appreciate this, man. And I don't oh. take it for granted that you're allowing me to have your platform to just, you know, serve this wonderful community of people who I feel sometimes is very underserved when it comes to health and wellness and, you know, the messages about that. So thank well, you, man. Am, you bet. And seriously, you're more than welcome. I mean, the the um it's also unusual for me to find people who have your level of passion but also are willing to point it at my guys you know yeah because it's they're uh, and this is not kind of a boo-hoo thing I don't want it to come out that way but there's a lot of techs who feel like they're the last in line for everything they're the mm -hmm. last in line to go home they're the last to know what's going on um that it, it it's uh it's just kind of in the nature of the business of being a technician that it feels like everybody else is going on. Everybody else knows what's going on first and you're the last to know. So I just really like the idea of someone at your level being willing to come speak uh, to technicians and deliver what it is that you offer in such a specific way. So thank you as well. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And we got some good stuff for your audience today. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. putting them so on the front the the first or the front lines with that's right the brand new information pushing them to the front of the line versus the back of the line so that's to speak right. so you can go ahead and introduce it man if you want what do you think okay so what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about weight loss and we're going to talk about a drug called semaglutide uh which is a, in a drug category i'm sure you'll hear some technical stuff today please uh please hang with us as you hear this stuff uh, it is a, uh, there are a couple of medications in the category of what are called GLP-1 agonists. Uh, Adam will break that down in a minute. But the, the, the gist of them, they were developed as uh, drugs for people with type 2 diabetes. However, people who took them in the trials began to show significant weight loss, uh, even if they didn't have type 2 diabetes. And so they've begun to be used, and, and you've seen maybe some of it on television, the drug Ozempic, uh, the drug Manjaro, 
uh, Wegovi. There are certain drugs that are Munjaro is sort of uh, Ozempic plus. It's got an extra thing in there. But but the idea being that um, people who take these drugs and we'll get to this of whom I am one, um, they're losing weight. Uh, it's it's uh, having a positive impact. And uh, the reason that this came up for me, uh, Adam, is maybe two or three months ago. Um, mm-hmm. So part of what I do just as part of my normal life as a consultant is I talk to groups of technicians. And I was with a group of supervisors in a commercial company in Louisiana. And there were maybe 20 supervisors in the room. And I'm on this drug. And so I'm thinking, and it was really new to me. So I'm thinking, no one knows about this. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know, y'all, there's this drug called Ozempic. And at the time I was actually on uh, Monjaro, but I, I talked about Ozempic because it was more commonly known. And um, I said, this drug called Ozempic and hands start popping up. And they're like, yeah, I'm on that. I'm on that too. And the guy says, yeah, I've lost 50 pounds. And it was, it, it was like, wow, these guys, it's like a third of the room is on this medication. And I mm-hmm. could tell them looking at each other, like they never told each other. And so mm-hmm. I thought, you know, we're not outing anybody here other than me, maybe, but, <laughs> but it's important to get a conversation going about this issue with technicians. Some of you have insurance that will pay for it right now. If you're a type two diabetic, hundred percent will pay for your insurance. We'll pay for it right now. There's other alternatives uh, to, to get it in your hands and we'll get to, but it's having a very positive impact already with technicians. I know personally. And so whether you're listening to this in Timbuktu or, you know, right next to Adam and I in North Carolina or Louisiana, it's something that can really help you. So, Adam, why don't you jump in, give us an introduction to however GLP-1, semaglutide, you go ahead and go into it however you want to. Awesome. Well, thank you, John. And I love that you kind of shared um, the premise there with your own experience and then other people in the community as well, because I, I feel like... You know, sometimes, John, I feel like as guys, we don't communicate that much with each other. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm on the I'm on the Ozempic. But then finally, when someone speaks up and says, hey, I'm on it, it kind of makes everybody else want to share it, too. So yeah. I, I definitely think it's great to bring to this community the awareness of GLP-1s, um, semaglutide. And the reason for that is because, I mean, we've all heard the term magic pill. And to be honest with you guys this is the closest to a magic pill as we're ever going to get. And incidentally, it's not really a pill, it's an injectable, but for the yeah. sake of conversation, we'll, we'll <laughs> use that. But um, this is as close to one as we're ever going to get. And because there is so much, and we'll get to this in a second, so much that it does with so few side effects. Like we've listened to drug commercials on, on television before, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it solves one problem, then the, but then it makes you suicidal or like depression or anxious. Right. Thoughts You're or something bleeding like out that. of that thing or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like blood thinning, like internal bleeding, like, okay. So you, you saw one problem, but create another, but with this particular medication, there is very little side effects after you've been on it for a while, which yeah. is insane and amazing. But I always do want to preface this with, you know, let everybody know. I'm definitely not a doctor. I do not possess the doctor level knowledge on all this type of stuff, but I have worked extensively with hundreds of people at this point who have been on this medication for well over a year now. So I have a lot of observational um, data, I guess, to go off of. And then of course I have the available data that there is out there as well. So I'm going to share with everybody in this program, what we know so far about this medication. And I, I will also say this, like, there's a lot of pioneer studying that's going on with this too. Like, of course it was first adopted for type two diabetes, but now they're seeing the incredible effect it's having on people who are trying to lose weight because, you know, John, as we know, the higher prevalency of body fat on the body, it allows for, or gives breed to more chronic diseases, so on and so forth. So when you can Mm -hmm. kind of solve the excess body fat portion, you're really pulling back on the prevalency of these diseases that are very, very preventable. Um, So maybe what we'll do is we'll dive into it. I wanted to talk first about what is it, you know, what is semaglutide? What is GLP one? And if I could put this in the most simple terms, semaglutide is basically a medication that was used of course, to, to treat type two diabetes. And it belongs to a class of drugs called GLP one receptor agonists, which work by stimulating the release of insulin 
and reducing the release of glucagon. Now we're going to talk about that in a little bit and why that's significant, but overall this helps lower blood sugar levels. So this is why it kind of piqued the interest of people who are trying to treat type two diabetics. Yeah. Um, but then we, they were you going to touch mm -hmm. on like, what is a type one and type two diabetic? Absolutely. So why don't, why don't we touch on that? Yeah. Um, when it comes to type one and type two, type one is very much outside of your control. It's very much of a genetic condition where you're born with a dysfunctional pancreas that doesn't secrete insulin properly. And so because of that, you cannot regulate blood sugar levels um, properly. And then of course you have to wear like a glucose monitor on your body. And oftentimes you have to inject insulin into your body. Sometimes there's a little bit more technological advanced ways of doing that. You can plug something into your body that does secrete insulin for you, so on and so forth. So that's, that's a condition that's more outside of people's control. They're born with it. Type two diabetes is something that's a little bit more for lack of a better way of putting it, self-induced. It's yeah. very much lifestyle, environmental, cultural, and genetic uh, factors that go into it. If you are continually eating a lot of food that is very highly processed, full of a lot of com or simple sugars, I should say, not getting too active, and you repeat this day in and day out for many years and many decades, eventually what happens is you've raised your glucose levels so high in the bloodstream that the body is trying to shuttle that glucose out of the bloodstream as quickly as possible by, as possible by um, releasing insulin. What happens is, is you continually push this insulin and insulin and insulin in your bloodstream. The receptors for insulin become less receptive to it. And then as a result, more insulin needs to be secreted. And then you get to the point where you get very insulin resistant, which leads to type two diabetes. So. And, and, and would you say, tell me if I'm saying this the right way, Adam, that mm -hmm. the function of insulin is to push uh, glucose, uh, sugar, plus other resources into mm -hmm. your cells, right? Absolutely. So, so for example, if you don't have enough insulin, like type one diabetes, you'll get skinnier because you don't have the ability. You, even though if you, even if you eat something, the hormonal balance isn't there to to make use of it and you end up just passing those calories unused. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if it's type two diabetes, what's happening is you have too much insulin. And yes. so you got, you got it. If you can imagine that everybody's done this, if you're packing a suitcase for a trip and it's already full of clothes and you're like, Oh, I forgot my winter coat. And then you put mm -hmm. that winter coat in there and now you're trying to cram that thing shut. And it's just like stuffed full and sleeves are sticking out the sides of it that's a type two diabetes situation over time that mm -hmm. insulin is pushing resources in there, but they're not being used fast enough. And it, so, but your body says, well, there's still blood or there's still sugar in your blood. So let's make some more insulin and the constant presence of it starts making your cells go, all right, I, 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 I'm, I feel the insulin, but enough. And so mm -hmm. your body says, well, no, even more insulin. And then for some reason, we decided the way to treat this was to give people injectable yet more insulin. So you can yes. really cram stuff into that suitcase. And but over time, what happens is your body gets so resistant to that insulin that the mechanism to use it starts to not work as well. And so that which is a type two uh, diabetes situation when your your cells don't again, correct me for any of this, when your cells don't let insulin do what it does because it's so full already of resources and so feeling insulin there all the time. It just, uh, it's like someone, if, if someone was knocking on your door for hours, you're not listening anymore. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's the same idea with the insulin we're talking about. Mm -hmm. so, exactly. Exactly. John, you, you describe that in the perfect way and you know, a quick little dive in the biology of this, when you ingest carbohydrates, you know, they're broken down into glucose and your liver gets first dibs on that. Typically, depending on who you are and the size of who you are, um, the liver will store upwards of anywhere from hundred to 150 grams of glucose. After that muscles are what hold it. Muscles, imagine them like giant holding tanks and, or like giant sponges, to be honest with you. And the more you push glucose into them, the more they'll fill up and then eventually spill over right? 
trained muscles can hold anywhere from 300 to 500 grams of glucose. It's crazy. It's amazing. Mm. Untrained muscles can hold less. The reason for that is muscles will store them inside the muscle tissue because of it needing, you know, readily available uh, energy at the time. So when you're working out high intensity, doing athletic training, all that kind of stuff, your muscles will allow the release of glucose into the bloodstream via glucagon, which is what we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and then that can be mobilized into the bloodstream and then used as energy. So think of it like this, the glucose will spill first into your liver. Once that's overflowing, it'll go into the muscles. And once that's overflowing, it then gets stored as adipose tissue, AKA body fat. Yeah. Um, and so, and then the process just repeats itself. So you're, you're drinking multiple liters of Coke, uh, Coca-Cola every day or Mountain Dew or something like that, spiking the insulin levels, um, eating a lot of processed stuff. That is kind of what's going on at a molecular level in the body. Yeah. yeah. So absolutely. So, so take us now, Adam, into uh, then in response to that, what does a GLP-1 do? So the GLP-1 essentially um, raises insulin levels and then lowers glucagon levels. So well, and then I would also say three, uh, a third thing that it does is it slows down the rate at which food empties from the stomach, reducing appetite and promoting this sense of fullness. So you have increased insulin, which is trying to get glucose out of the bloodstream. You have a decrease in glucagon, which is a hormone that is stimulated to tell the, the tissue to put glucose back into the bloodstream to be used. And then also yeah. you have a cessation of appetite. So you're eating less food and then you're getting all this glucose shuttled into the cells and then you're having the mechanism by which it tells those cells to let glucose go being regulated and suppressed. Yeah. What this leads to is better insulin sensitivity over time. It's kind of counterintuitive, you yeah. know, but that's essentially it. You know, because I take it, I'll tell you experientially what it feels like mm -hmm. is, um, before I was on uh, a GLP-1, you know, I, I, it was almost like I was satiety challenged. Like I could feel like like a fullness in my stomach, uh, like the pressure, you know, of having a full stomach. Um, but I rarely felt that other kind of satiety that comes from like if you eat a very, say, fatty steak and it there's a feeling there that I'm getting more familiar with now. That's like, a, oh, that's that's enough of that, right? Like, I don't know what to call that. It's like it's like your body says, oh, that's enough of that. Mm -hmm. um, that on the GLP ones, um, like two bites into his meals, especially if they're uh, high fat, if they're uh, heavy caloric meals, less so if I'm eating a cucumber, for example. But it's like it's like you feel that faster than you feel the full feeling, the, the, the pressure feeling, you feel the sudden satiety. That's like, Oh, I can't eat any more of this. And you kind of push away from it. And I think, mm -hmm. uh, as you're getting used to it, sometimes you still eat more anyway. And that's where sometimes, sometimes people get an upset stomach from taking this, but it's because you don't realize, Oh, when I feel this, I have to stop because otherwise it's going to really upset my stomach. Cause it's like mm -hmm. excess satiety to the point of like, Oh, like, gross mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. so that's really and i've talked to other people and they say the same thing they're like i can't eat two more than two meal two bites of a meal because mm -hmm. i just i just don't want it anymore i just can't mm -hmm. i i can't no pun intended i can't stomach the idea of eating anymore yeah, absolutely and so that what adam is describing sort of uh, biologically that's my experience and others i've talked to of taking the drug and what it's like when you're actually eating uh, on the drug. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And you actually hit on a really, really good point. Something that I was going to talk about um, is how it does that, how yeah, it, yeah. it suppresses that appetite. There's something, there's something very, very amazing in our body. There's a lot of different pathways in our body, of course, but there's something that I want to call attention to called parallel pathways, mm. two things that do almost the same thing, but slightly different at the same time, if that makes sense. Yep. And what I'm talking about is these GLP ones work on a portion of our nervous system pathway called the enteric nervous system. Again, a very involuntary part of our nervous system. We don't have to think about this. Um, but these GLP ones kind of bind to what are called intestinal fugal enteric neurons. And that's, that's a mouthful, <laughs> but at the end of the day, 
what this means is it, it basically does two things when it binds to these neurons. Number one, it can actually cause your gut to distend. And what that means is like when you have that feeling of fullness, when you've eaten a big meal, like your gut's you know, just coming out, right? You know what I mean? Or for anybody who's ever had like very upset stomach before or like bloating, things like that. That's what I mean by gut distension. What that does psychologically is it actually promotes a feeling of fullness. But then here we bring in the, the um, concept of parallel pathways. The second thing it does is it also sends signals from the gut to the hypothalamus to tell you that you're full. Yeah. So you got two of these things working simultaneously. You have a physical gut distension going on versus, and then also a communication from your gut to your brain saying we've had enough. And yep. when you do it at high enough dosages, you'll get exactly the effect that you had, John, where it's like two bites and you're good. Yep. You know what I mean? That, so. Another another metaphor. I, this isn't mine. I heard someone else say this, but that when you had those two bites, suddenly mm -hmm. uh, a bag of Doritos looks like a pair of socks because it just <laughs> it just just the idea of eating is just like it's somewhere between boring and gross. Like just mm -hmm. like no, just just this no. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and I will add into that too. Um, with working with the many people that I have. Um, what also can majorly cause a lot of nausea as well is if you already have certain food sensitivities, mm. um, it will be incredibly aggravated with a GLP one added to the mix. So let's use a common one, dairy. You know what I mean? Mm. A lot of people can get away with small amounts of dairy, even if they have an intolerance to it. But as soon as you get on that GLP one, you will never want to have dairy again after you've had it and experience the adverse effects of nausea and everything else yeah. when you've had it. So I will um, tell people on here, if you have any sort of food sensitivities you know about, they may be a little bit more exacerbated when you are on a GLP-1. Just and as I'll, idea. I'll add to this as well, uh, that if you get on one of these medications, it takes four months to get up to full dosage for this mm -hmm. very reason. So yep. don't be afraid of it. If you want to talk to your doctor and, and, and consider it, don't be afraid of it because it's not like from day one, you're going to be nauseous. What happens mm -hmm. is you, you take like maybe 20% and you kind of add every month until in month five, you're up to full dosage. So mm -hmm. it, it's, it, um, it takes a while to get up there. It's worth it, of course, but it, it takes a while to get up there. It does. And that's where you finally, where you see the most onset of these symptoms but when we were first kind of talking, we were talking about the fact that like, there's not a lot of symptoms from that. And the most common ones you see are nausea, constipation, or diarrhea with the most common of those three being nausea. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing is though, John, is this disappears for people after a while when you start getting more, more tolerant of it, because yeah. everybody needs to keep in mind, our bodies actually do produce GLP one on its own. But the reason why it doesn't have the same effect as when you inject it is because we have certain um, enzymes in us called DPP4, which destroy that GLP-1 fairly quickly. So mm. it does have an effect in your body, but it's a very, very temporary one. Yeah. So that's why we have to develop these synthetic versions of it that are very resistant to DT, uh, DPP-4 um, and that can last at least a week or two. I think, I believe the common half-life for a GLP-1 is about two weeks in your system before it kind of degrades, um, which is significantly way 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 more than the glp1 that your body produces hmm. um so yeah it's a good one to to let everybody else know is that we do actually produce this and the cool thing is as well is what the current studies are showing is that when you take glp1s you don't actually suppress your ability to take or to produce glp1 which is john this is significant because if you think of other things that can help people lose weight as well like um hormones certain hormones as well like for men um, guys who are competitive bodybuilders, for instance, who take an insane amount of testosterone, um, who have like 3% body fat year round. Well, guess what? This, this is something that you inject into yourself that will completely shut down your own testosterone production system. And if you do it long enough, we'll never restart again. So yeah. to have, and to be able to artificially inflate your own GLP one levels well beyond baseline, but not suppress your own body's ability to secrete it itself is insanely amazing yeah. insanely amazing that means you don't have to be on it for the rest of your life actually you can there's there's data that's starting to pioneer what it's like to be on this for a very very long time but you don't have to be which is a cool thing yeah so, yeah um 
I was thinking about John though. We, we talk about the science of this and everything, but what do you say we dive into the positive effects that people sure. can see? Go for it. One? Cause 100%. this is where, this is where it becomes into like, you know, miracle pill stuff. I mean, of course, the very first two, we've been talking about this already lowering blood sugar like this can drastically reverse type two diabetes, hundred percent. I've seen people um, lower their A1C levels from type two diabetic range within six months, go from being type two diabetic to non-diabetic completely. Well, let, let's, reversal. let's back yeah, up and talk it. about what an A1C is. So an mm -hmm. A1C is the metric that's used to determine whether you're pre-diabetic or diabetic. And mm -hmm. I, I know the number, I don't even, I don't know, I don't even know what A1C stands for, but it's some percentage of sugar in your blood, something like that. Right? Absolutely. And Absolutely. Then, and then, so uh, this way, if you decide you want to get started with these, you have to go to your doctor and get a blood test. And they will tell you if your A1C is above 6.5, you're type 2 diabetic. If it's something like 5.8, 6.5, something like mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. then you're pre-diabetic. And if you're below, then you're not diabetic. And mm -hmm. which was, which has been my part of my challenge in using these because insurance is very quick to pay. They're expensive, but they're very quick to pay for these if you're type two diabetic, but I'm not, but I'm mm -hmm. heavy getting less heavy, but I'm heavy. And so it was kind of a battle with the insurance company to, you know, get approval to, uh, to use these drugs because I was not diabetic. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's the but thing that, is right but that, oh, ahead, sorry. Yep. but that, but to, to, to make sure I'm being clear, when you hear us say A1C, that's a measurement that tells you whether you are diabetic or not, type mm -hmm. two. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what, John, I'll add on to that one too. Uh, fasting glucose levels is another one that doctors like to use commonly as well. I believe fasting glucose, if you go do a blood test, you have to like fast about 12 hours before. I've done this before. And if you're if your numbers are like uh, 100 and below, you're not diabetic. If they're about 100 to 120, you're pre, and then anything above 120 is full type two diabetic. Yeah. Um, even with that, I've had a lot of people go from um, the last person actually I just um, had wonderful success with was 146 when they did their very first onset blood test, oh, wow. and then now six months later are down to 91. Wow. I mean, John. This wow. is this is unprecedented. This is yeah. something that is unheard of to not only reverse this, but then do it so quickly. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if all I read was that benefit right there, that is huge because there are millions upon millions of people out there who are type two diabetic. And we all know how debilitating that um, that chronic disease can be and how expensive it can be to manage it and, and just how intrusive it can be into your life. So that's a yeah. huge one right there. Um yeah. So we got, of course, number one, lowering blood sugar, number two, weight loss. And they're finding when it comes to weight loss that uh, the higher dosages of the GLP ones where you see the most significant drop off of weight um, at the lower dosages, it is, it is different across the board. Everyone seems to tolerate this GLP one a little bit differently um, genetically, but most people don't notice too much of an effect at these initial dosages. But as they begin to ramp up, you see significant weight loss. And then as you get to those higher dosages, um, you definitely can get a great job drop off with a lot of people being able to drop at least 10%, if not 20% of their body weight within a given time. Mm. Um, and I will say as a, a little bit of a side note, um, there's a wonderful study. Um, and Peter Atia talks about this study too. It was a, it was a huge one. And there was a placebo group after a certain time frame that um, was thought that they were given GLP ones, but weren't. And they had lost within that given time frame about four or five pounds of body fat, but inversely, were all they also lost four pounds of lean mass, mm. which is huge, John. So for most people who don't know, lean mass is uh, basically your muscle. If I, you know, let's just put it this way: if I were to literally rip off all the body fat on your body, whatever's left over is called lean mass. We'll like focus in on muscle mass, for instance. Muscle mass is metabolically active tissue. The more you have of it, the more calories you need. It's like the more, more cylinders you have in your engine, the more gas it's going to consume, right? You want to keep that high, especially when you're losing weight. You don't want your metabolic um, rate to, to drop too much. The, where I'm going with this, John, is in that study, the group that actually was given GLP-1 was able to lose closer to about, on average, 20 pounds of body fat with only about four pounds of lean mass loss which is insane. So there is a great preservation of lean mass to fat mass um, ratio being lost, which was amazing. 
Um, the, the biggest reason why I'm bringing that up is that you want to um, lower the amount of lean mass loss as much as possible, because that's going to be something that's very beneficial to you. It's like, it's like cutting out cylinders in your, in your, in your truck. You know what I mean? <laughs> Less cylinders you got, the more that truck yep. is just not going to work very well. You know what I mean? You, you want to be a gas guzzler. You don't want to be a Prius. We'll just put it that way. Yeah. Um, especially when it becomes uh, to your metabolic health. So you want all those cylinders firing. Let's make you a Ferrari. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. So that's, that's a big one. Number two. Uh, which is huge. And then number three on the list is blood pressure control. This is another huge one, John. A lot of people um, who are on this classification of me uh, medication were able to reduce their blood pressure levels to almost near normal within six months as well. Yeah. Uh, I've been seeing that um, observing the hundreds of people I've been working with. You know, so you get the celebration of like, woohoo, I'm no longer type two diabetic, but then it's also like, wow, I'm also simultaneously not taking blood pressure medication anymore. Holy cow. Like yeah. two major chronic issues right there disappearing within six months. I can tell you in my case, I'm still yeah. on, I'm still on blood pressure medication, but I mm -hmm. went from 186 over 126, mm -hmm. which is very high mm -hmm. to about 130 over 90. Wow. And and so it, I mean, it's, it's, it's for real. It really lowers it. So. Absolutely. That's, I mean, you're almost on the doorstep of being completely normal, John. That's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Um, <laughs> number four, another big one, blood lipid levels. Mm -hmm. We saw a drastic reduction in overall triglyceride levels, as well as a drastic increase of HDL levels. Um, for those of you who, who may not know, there's LDL, there's HDL. LDL, always think of L, you want it low. HDL, always think of H, you want it high. Um, the more LDL you have in your system, that's where you kind of get like, you know, the artery clogging, the plaque building up on your arteries, so on and so forth. HDL has a really good way of coming through the bloodstream and picking up um, LDL and saying, let's get out of the system. So you always want that high, to be honest with you. So with this medication, you're seeing a reduction in LDL and an increase in HDL. Another huge one right there, John. I mean, yeah. that artery issues right there, it's, it's helping people um, get past that. Um, so that's a lot of the physiological things you can um, notice, but I want to move on to also a psychological benefit that you can see as well. Sure. A lot of psychological benefits. Um, one of the, oh, man, this, this just blew my mind when I heard about it and they're pioneering more studies with it, but there's a lot of neuroprotective effects when you use GLP-1s. What that means is, is these, these GLP-1s can have a neuroprotective effect on the neurons in your mind, which means you can reduce the prevalency of Alzheimer's and wow. Parkinson's disease, John. Yeah. So if you have a loved one, anybody who's ever had a loved one where you've watched this disease progress... Um, and they slowly kind of lose who they are over time. This drug is showing neuroprotective effects where that's not happening um, for people, or it's reducing the, 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 the prevalency of it, which, yeah. oh my goodness gracious. So we're talking about weight loss, uh, diabetes, heart disease issues. And now we're talking about Alzheimer's and Parkinson's disease that it's, it's having a positive effect on all these things. Um, in one particular study, I also wanted to point this out. People that were, uh, that have type two diabetes who were given GLP one, um, also were observed recording significant improvements in depression symptoms. So now you have depression that's also being lowered. And yeah. if I could throw in a little bit of my own observation, I do have many, many people who, um, I'm working with who suffer from anxiety and it's even causing a cessation of anxiety symptoms as well. So we're having an effect on depression. I won't say yet that there's literature and science on the anxiety, but I will say that I am observing that as well with the people I'm working with. Wow. That's yeah. some crazy I mean, stuff. So it, 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 can, it basically is generating overall improved health. I mean, absolutely. Because there's mm -hmm. a lot of bad stuff that gets driven by insulin resistance and, yeah. and kind of messed up metabolism stuff, cancer, heart disease, mm -hmm. You yep. know, all the, all the brain stuff, the, all of that stuff is really, a lot of it really begins with uh, a screwed up metabolism and insulin mm -hmm. resistance and, and potentially type two diabetes. So um, yep. it's no small thing that we're talking about here. 
Absolutely. And then, I mean, even if I go a little bit further, John, there's Im- improved sleep quality for people because oh, yeah. blood sugar is not all over the place. You're not waking up at three or four in the morning, feeling ravenously hungry, um, lower risk of hyperglyce- hypoglycemia. And this is one that I've observed, but there's not a lot of studies on it yet. A lot of people who feel that they have food addiction issues are noticing a cessation of those addictive tendencies while they are on GLP-1. A lot of them literally describe across the board, it's like it takes the fight away in their mind and they don't even yeah. think about food anywhere near as much. Again, that's more of my, my observation. There's not a lot of pioneering that's, research on that yet, but that's huge. I that's can huge. speak to that myself as well, that one of the things that I felt, because I've had issues with weight and food my whole life. And I've for many years, I've had this kind of, almost like uh, I have to be always on my guard if there's food around, like, like if I just mm-hmm. relax, I'm going to eat that food. I know I'm going to like, so there's kind of a, a kind of a vigilance that I was always keeping. I got on the GLP ones and suddenly I start relaxing around food and not mm-hmm. eating it. And I mean, for me, one of the really fun net effects of that is that I actually started to cook and you know, I, I got in the kitchen. I started watching Food Network, I, which I would never do before. And uh, just kind of enjoying the whole process of being around food, preparing food and kind of getting, I don't know if I ever had it, but sort of the feeling of getting food back that I can sit at a meal and I can enjoy it. And I'm not constantly feeling like, all right, John, stay focused. Don't, you know, okay, this, this tastes good. That's fine, but don't lose your mind here. You know, don't drink too much scotch because you're just going to, you know, you're just going to eat all this. It's much it it just for me, it's just allowed me to kind of just kind of relax around food. That's amazing. I mean, I imagine just with what you're saying, like an immeasurable increase in quality of life just in that realm of life with food. That's amazing. My wife yeah. loves it too. She gets all my food I cook. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a benefit all around. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if anybody, I hope everybody can understand at this point, like there's insane amount of benefits with GLP one. Um, but this leads me to something that I do want to bring up with, with everybody in, in, in this audience is that with how wonderful this medication is, you can never fully get the most amazing effects from it independent from lifestyle modification, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they have about four decades of research on certain parts of GLP-1 and uh, specifically how they, they pair it in these studies with participants and how they guide them through these studies with behavior modification, if that makes sense. Uh, What they're finding is that there is an exponential increase in the probability of people keeping these results long-term when it's paired with behavior modification. What I mean by behavior modification is you're working on your habits, you're working on your skills that ultimately lead to a new lifestyle. You know what I mean? Because I always tell people this, John, and it's not always true across the board, but I always say like it's a lifestyle that gets you here and it's a lifestyle that can help get you out. You know what I mean? Now, of course, there's biological differences, there's hormone disruptions, environmental issues, you know, psychological um, and physiological diseases that people deal with that do also contribute um, to um, having excess body fat, of course, but decisions are not independent of that either. You know what I mean? So what I want everybody in this crowd to understand is that this medication is not the entire treatment. It is a huge tool. You know, if you were putting together a 50 piece puzzle, you just got 25 pieces of that, but that doesn't mean the puzzle solved. You have to still work on very, very important factors that I would like to call mindset, nutrition, movement, sleep, and stress management. Because let's say for instance, you come into this and your way of handling stress is to find food, uh, comfort in food. GLP one takes that away for a year. You lose 50, hundred pounds. You're like, woohoo. You go off of that. But then that cessation effect of going to food for comfort starts to creep back into your life. Well, what happens? 50 to hundred pound weight loss disappears after about a year or two, because that part wasn't dealt with yet. The cool thing is about GLP ones is it gives everybody a, a break from that fight. You know what I mean? So that you can work on those behaviors, those habits, and those skills for however long you're on it. 
to do that. So I do want to let everybody know, basically work on these things too, in conjunction with GLP one, and you will have results that last for the rest of your life. Because the cool things about this is statistic wise, what they're finding is people who are on this and they go through the behavior modification for at least a year, at least 80% of people are keeping 10% weight loss or more. That flips it on the head because if you look on the statistics of people who try to lose body fat by following a diet, you have an 80% failure rate within one year, 85% within two years, and 95% within three years. So you're finding almost 100% failure rate within three years. Mm -hmm. GLP-1s are turning that on its head when you pair it with lifestyle modification. So I really wanted to hammer that home there, John. No, very (laughs) good point. Very good point. Uh, in my again i'm i'm sort of the uh the test subject here the the good side of that is that the glp ones kind of make you want to like it mm. doesn't you know because i having done a million diets and all the other stuff and 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 i've lost 100 pounds twice prior to being on ozempic so i mean it, the the um i know what that process looks like and the battle part of that that's like you know, I'm working so hard. I've got to can't have any food in the house. I got to like all that stuff where you're kind of working against yourself at the same time. I got the urge. I don't want to do it. I got to be disciplined. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. There's a kind of calm that comes with the GLP one. That's mm-hmm. like, it's more like a feeling I have to get organized than it is. I've got to go to war. Mm. It's, it's, it's like, okay, look, I, I'm going to the gym tomorrow. If I just lay my stuff out. I'm going to eat the right food if I just shop right at the store. I'm not going to drive through a drive-through just because I'm spontaneously there and with five minutes. I'm not it, it the 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 battle part of it kind of subsides, not totally, but a lot of it, and it just turns into like, um, okay, look, if I really want this, then let's kind of get my shit together. Let's get organized. Let's make a list. Let's you know, like that that side of it is where the real work is. And then it's just the patience to let it play out. That mm-hmm. for me, that was because I'm, I can be a very impatient person. I want it to happen right now, but you don't lose 50 pounds right now, you know? And so there's a part of me that wants to be like, well, well, if I could lose a pound and a half in a week, I could lose three for sure. All I have to do is stack up this and do, do, do double of that. If I can do that, surely I could lose five in a week. And that's a, that's the wrong path. You have to let it play out so that um, it becomes a healthy, progressive weight loss instead of some spike uh, on a chart that feels really good because you hit a number, which, I mean, I, I kind of live to hit numbers. It's, I'm just wired that way. But, but then you have the bounce back dynamic. If you don't just kind of let it do its job, that your lifestyle won't change suddenly. It has to be reinforced over time. And, but it does. It does all happen. You just mm-hmm. have to let it happen in the right amount of time. Heck yeah. John, I, I love that you said that, man. I'm smiling the entire time you're saying that. I love what you're saying there. It's like, you know, what? it's like you win the lottery when you're on it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But when you win the lottery, it's still good to learn how to check your bank account and invest <laughs> yeah. wisely. You know, what you, I mean? you get the annual payout. That's the, yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's yeah. basically all it is. Like you win the lottery. Now just learn how to manage your money. You know what that's mean? Right. You get that's these right. GLP ones. Now learn how to manage your lifestyle in a way that's more in alignment with how you want to live. You know what I yeah. mean? If it's, it's, if it's being healthy, if it's being around for your kids, your grandkids, cool. Let's make some yeah. decisions and start going in that direction. Yeah. You know, now, I'll, again, using me as a, as a lab rat here, the, here's the actual process that I use that ended up, uh, the, by the way, this is all how Adam and I met, by the way, Adam's my health coach. Um, but the, well, I don't know if we said that I probably should have said that, but, but no. um, they know now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I sat down uh, early in 2022 and just said, my health is a mess where do I go? What do I do? Right. And so, um, I, I sat down with a piece of paper and I thought through five areas, uh, guided by a, a, a longevity physician, Adam and I both follow called Peter Atia. Um, and I thought through, okay, I need to do, do something with diet, food stuff, exercise. I got to deal with sleep. I need to deal with stress. I need to deal with, and then what are the other things I'm going to put in my body? You know, supplements, medications, you know, this, this kind of 
hormonal replacements, testosterone, stuff like that. What am I going to do? So I started sketching some things out and then I went to my doctor. And this is what, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, I'm going to check this out. Do I recommend you do exactly what I just described. Sit down with a piece of paper, think through, you, you won't know right away what to do, but you'll know, you'll know some you'll, you can, you can, without a sleep study, know whether you sleep well or not. If your spouse is telling you, uh, you snore so hard, I don't know how to sleep and stay in bed with you. If you wake up exhausted, you're not sleeping well, right? Um, so get some thoughts going diet, exercise, sleep, stress, and, you know, supplements, vitamins, medications, all that stuff. And then I tell people start at the doctor, he'll run a blood or she will run a blood test. You'll get some baselines and then start with sleep. I didn't start with the GLP one. Now, now just logically, maybe there's a little window into my character here as well. Why start with sleep? Guess what? You're sleeping when you do it. How, how much, how, uh, if you, if someone said, look, I'm going to work on my health, do it while you're sleeping. Like, come on. If we can't start here, we can't start anywhere. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but what happens is your sleep starts getting right and you feel momentum because a new energy starts forming and you get a little new baseline going to start addressing the other stuff. And that baseline got me reading about health generally, which got me to GLP ones, which got me to Adam. Right. So when I, when you look at getting started with GLP ones, yes, absolutely. Start with your doctor. If you need to lose weight, but listen to what Adam said. It's a, it's a whole lifestyle thing. It's not just take a shot once a week and you're in Xanadu. It just happens Mm -hmm. that it's, it takes time, but you have to reconstruct your world a little bit uh, to, to integrate exercise, to integrate better sleep, stress management, all of it. It's just that the GLP one is like, um, I don't know. It just makes all of it easier. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. It's for me, it's kind of the, I take testosterone as well. And it's kind of the same thing that testosterone does for me with working out it, mm-hmm. it uh, to quote Andrew Huberman, uh, it makes hard work feel good. Yeah. Right? And so the GLP one makes eating right and getting organized with your health feel good. You know, it, it just kind of it, it for me, at least for me, it just removed that whole inner war of no, I want cheesecake now. Mm-hmm. It just kind of let that part fade and and put me in position. I love that, John. Like seriously, I love it when you you you're sharing your 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 background and your story with it because that's where everybody's gonna connect with it the most. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I can give everybody the facts and the figures, the science behind it, but like you're giving this the the life behind what this yeah. means to live um with the GLP one and how to effectively make sure that it works for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, you know, like when it comes to these things too, you know, there's a lot of cultural factors that come into play. You know what I mean? In America, um, because of how, you know, food companies and everything are, everything's sold to us in large quantities. And then of course it's even made and formulated um, for us to come back to it so much. You know what I mean? So there's a lot for us where I'm going with this is there's a lot for us to work through in our yeah. culture. You know what I mean? Like I, I just had a, um, a client the other day who returned from a, a wonderful trip, a, a week long trip in Italy. And, Man, across the board, every person that I talk to who's been to Italy, I've never been before, but they all say across the board, you wouldn't believe how much smaller their portions are than in America. Uh, And uh, that's one thing is where I'm going with that is we're so used to just these portions. We're so used to this. So on a cultural level, you know, everything we're talking about changing your lifestyle, all this kind of stuff. It may seem like a mountain of things and maybe it is, maybe it's the, the Mount Everest in your life, but let me, let's just frame it this way. What's 50 feet in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You could divide up Mount Everest at 50 feet chunks and still get to the top, just like anybody else. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. But when you look at that peak, it's like, Oh my gosh, let's, let's I'm not even going to try. You yeah. know what I mean? But if you can go 50 feet in front of you, you can do it again. And you so know, I'll, I'll tell you that the people who follow me and people who follow my Brown bag lunch that is on the LinkedIn and Facebook, you'll hear me talk about delight. One of the seven, sort of tent pegs or tent poles that hold up happiness itself. One of them is delight. And when I talk about delight, I talk about there's, there's two paths. There's a path of finding delight. And by delight, I'm talking about satisfying appetites. 
for everything from music to food to just enjoying good work with good tools and good customers. There's a, there's a delight in that. If you can delight in more or you can delight in better, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. we talk about Italian food in particular, mm-hmm. that's delighting in better, right? Yeah. Like, like real local Italian food. They don't delight in more. They delight in better, right? So mm-hmm. the, again, this is a, this is an effect of GLP ones. It invites you to delight in better. Um, yes. As opposed to more. Yes. And you know what? I've observed that a lot of people who, when they start shifting their daily um, eating habits over to more just the the basic minimally processed whole foods and preparing them in ways that are very tasteful and enjoyable, um, they go from not being able to stomach a few bites of a food to where their body seems to process through it better. You yeah. know what I mean? Which is amazing. Um, yeah. And so that just lends to what you're saying, John, but you know, I was thinking about this, like, do we want to talk about how people can get this? Like you've already yeah. been kind of uh, talking about <laughs> doctors and type two diabetics um, can get this pretty quickly. Um, but John, I, I'll hand the floor over to you. You, sure. you have some pretty good stuff on this. So share well, with everybody. What I'll you tell think? you, because you heard me say earlier, it takes four months to get up to full dosage, right? So my first, I had multiple runs at this. So my first run, it takes a little time. Insurance approves it. Uh, month three, um, I'm on my wife's insurance. That's our setup, right? And the company she works for switched to a new insurance company. New insurance company, new approval process, right? So no more. I didn't make it all the way to full dosage. And then uh, that was in summertime last year. So that while the new insurance company is uh, uh, f- trying to figure out approval, Eli Lilly says, well, guess what? You can get Munjaro, which is kind of an amped up version for a $25 copay, brand new drug on the market, kind of wanting to get it out there. So I'm like, great, let's go. Let's get started. So about August, I'm like, okay, we're ramping up again. Here we go. Last month before full dosage. Oh, no, we're not going to do this anymore (laughs) at this copay. And so I thought, and then the new insurance company didn't even approve it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. Well, okay, I'm just going to figure it out without it. And then someone mentioned to me that uh, compounding pharmacies are making it and you can get it through a spa or through local clinics um, if you go online and look. And I thought, I live in Homa, Louisiana, which I love. Believe me, I love. But it's not like we're in Houston or Austin or New York City. And I thought, I'm going to have to go to, you know, at minimum new orleans to to get this and i look uh, i i search semaglutide spa uh homa my town and four places showed up in homa three spas and one clinic where i could just walk in they have a doctor available and i can get a prescription for semaglutide which is the some brand name of semaglutide is ozempic and and wagovi and um and get started again. Right. So uh, it's out of pocket this way, but still dramatically cheaper than out of pocket brand name. And um, so uh, I don't want to say this. Don't give up. If mm-hmm. you're, if you're, if you're <laughs> sadly, mm-hmm. if you're already diabetic, then you can ignore this part. Cause you're fine. You, there's not mm-hmm. any problem getting your hands on it. Mm-hmm. If you're not, there may be a battle with your insurance company to get it approved and they may not approve it. Right? Mm-hmm. But what exactly. I encourage you to do, whatever, what town is closest to you or the one that you're in closest to, that has at least 75,000 people in it. Mm-hmm. Search semaglutide spa and the name of that town and something will pop up. You look on the website. It'll say weight loss program, semaglutide. You'll see it there. And you'll be able to go get access to this medication that way, most mm-hmm. likely, right? Mm-hmm. There's little flukes now and then, you know, that this, 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 this medication is so wildly popular. Yeah. Um, it, the demand for, I, I don't, I don't think even like Viagra was like this, the, the level, <laughs> the level of sudden demand for a medication, it's causing pipeline problems, uh, supply chain, you know, problems. Um, but if you go, it, it's closer to your back door than you think. 
So mm-hmm. just go to go to Google, search semaglutide spa and the name of your town or the closest one to you that's 75,000 people or more. Odds are there's going to be a spa. Now, look, mostly dudes listen to this. It's all chicks in the spa. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> um, you're going to, there's nothing but women on their website. I understand, but it's okay. <laughs> you go in, they'll do the same thing. You got to get a blood test. Mm-hmm. It's got to be, it's a prescription. So uh, at least a nurse practitioner or um, somebody in there is going to, that can write a script is going to have to do that. You'll get the blood test. It's the same process. It's just out of pocket if your insurance doesn't cover it mm-hmm. and a lot less money. So yeah. At, at the end of the day, these GLP ones, I cannot wait for the generic version of them, John, to be honest with you, because yeah, uh, you know, that uh, um, Peter Atia was crunching the numbers the other day. Um, and if you did pay out of pocket, which it's crazy, a lot of these celebrities are, you know what I mean? Like G- I think, I believe GLP one was talked about at the opening line of the Oscars this year. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, it was crazy. And you know, you got other celebrities making it popular, Kim Kardashian. Um, a lot of people are coming out. A lot of people in Hollywood are using it. And this has also kind of contributed a little bit to the supply chain issues as well is because a lot of these high name profile people have a, a lot of money in their back pocket and they'll just pay out of pocket for it. But to give everybody kind of a sense of what they are paying, if they did decide to go on a year long supply, I believe Peter Tia with him crunching the numbers, couldn't get anything lower than about $28,000 per year. You yeah. know what I mean? Which, which that's significant. The, you know, no, nobody in their right mind is going to be able to to do that unless you're filthy rich. So like doing what John is talking about is phenomenal. I would say definitely um, go that route as much as you can until access to these GLP ones gets better. Prices go down and maybe even a, ge- a generic version comes out right. as yeah. soon as possible. You know what I mean? Um, but other than that, like I can't even think of a very cheap version of, of trying to get you a GLP one, John, like when yeah. we did the uh, hand cooling thing, or it's like, you know, you can get, you can get a bucket of water. And then you can yeah. go all the way up to this $1,500 device. I wish That's I had right. a spectrum of prices for people to go to <laughs> for the GLP one, but there just isn't yet. But I would explore it. Like John was saying, that is a great bet to try and go on. So, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I would say that keep your eye on the news. Um, the, the two, the big names are, are Manjaro from Eli Lilly and Ozempic from, I don't know who, who makes Ozempic. I don't remember. Uh, Ozempic and Wagovi are actually all made by the same company. And I'm forgetting okay. I'm the worst with names, John, but yeah, they're yeah. the Manjaro is actually King of all of them um, yeah. of, of the big six. Manjaro is the King. So if you can ever get a hold of that one, go for that one first. And, here, and here's the thing. Manjaro um, is, is just through this week. Again, I follow the news on this stuff. Manjaro is just this week through the second clinical trial with the FDA for approval for weight loss, not for diabetes treatment. And so Perfect. there's FDA is supposed to have a judgment before the end of the year um, that and everybody assumes will approve Munjaro for weight loss. That doesn't mean your insurance automatically covers it, but it's a huge step forward. Absolutely. And so it, it's not going to be forever that mm-hmm. this stuff and, and, and the, the, the impact is so dramatic. And this issue is such a huge issue cost-wise in the economy the i mean the dollar for dollar impact it almost be cheaper for the government even i'm not saying they should but for the government to just pay for everybody who needs it to have it um Mm -hmm. because of the Mm -hmm. the reduced cost medically on medicare and all the other uh costs that go with obesity related uh problems so Mm -hmm. it's um I, I felt that that kind of like, whoa, here it comes and I'm watching it happen all around me. And so I think you'll hear more and more about it over the next couple of years. And if it's something that you want to consider, um, it's probably available and affordable to you now. So mm-hmm. go check it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think we could have put it any better way, John, like at the end of the day, like, I mean, this is something that can potentially wipe out a lot of the preventable chronic diseases that America spends billions upon billions of dollars a year on healthcare with. Yeah. And if you could reroute those dollars, um, of course it'll be a process, but if you can reroute those dollars to providing GLP one and having more access to people, you know, that $28,000 a year cost will large, I mean, Here's the thing, John, everybody is guaranteed at least one chronic disease statistically by the time they're 65 years old. Yeah. So by that time, you're already paying as a health insurance company, Medicaid, Medicare, whatever it may be, plenty of money for them to manage that. If you're type 2 diabetes, um, t- type 2 diabetic, you're going to be paying at least from the healthcare system $15,000 a year to manage that just in basic healthcare costs. 
Yep. You know what I mean? If you can reroute that money to GLP one and you do that for one year versus somebody who is a uh, type two diabetic, if they have to do that year over year over year for a few decades, how much yep. more money are you, are you saving right there oh, as an insurance company? Absolutely. It's yeah. a slow moving machine though. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the hardest thing in America is it's how slow a moving machine it is, but it'll yeah. get there everybody. Yeah. It'll get there. <laughs> well, listen, fun, Adam, guy. this has been fantastic. I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on the show and, and just sharing your knowledge so freely and, and, uh, providing this opportunity for uh, the audience of HVAC Joy Lab to uh, take this in, ponder it, think about it, and see if it's something she want to do. Absolutely. If this can save one person from going into a hospital bed unnecessarily, then it's been worth it, John. So, 100%. Heck yeah. Good to be on the show, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So listen, y'all, HVAC Joy Lab, it's here every week. We come out every Sunday. Uh, Apple Podcasts, I mean, you're on it already. Uh, the... Um, if you prefer Spotify and we're adding stitcher this week, so, uh, uh, subscribe, listen to it, tell your friends about it and, uh, we'll grow this thing and see if we can't bust it open. All right. Thanks, Adam. Take care. We'll see y'all next time. A good life is had at the HVAC joy lab. Joy Lab.